Welcome to Friendly Competition, a podcast to discover the best of all time. I'm Nick Carey, alongside my co-host and best friend, Cody Lena. We discuss various pop culture topics and narrow it down to truly the best of all time. Or as we like to call it, the boat. Before anyone can step foot on the boat, we put them into a sweet 16-style tournament. We argue each round until we decide a winner. Nick, what criteria do we use when we decide who steps foot on the boat? Whatever the hell we want, Cody. You want to tell them what we're talking about this season? Absolutely. My wife sent this in and we're going to figure it out. We've got the final four here. We went and read these books. We read them to our wives and lulled them to sleep with these fairy tales like you're supposed to do. And we're going to finally figure out what is the best fairy tale of all time. That is correct. If you bring your kid on the boat, this is what we will read them at bedtime. I don't know how you fall asleep reading these because these things bang the entire way through. I'm on (laughs) the edge of my seat reading these. Like, I was like, yo, this is going to be nuts. What happens next? So we have here the nine seed Jack and the Beanstalk going up against the five seed Puss in Boots. And then we have the 10 seed Snow White going up against the six seed Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Cody, which one do you want to start with? Let's start on the right side. Snow White versus Goldilocks. And I just want to say from the record, Disney, what are you doing with this creative license you're doing in Snow White? Dog, I don't, <laughs> Disney. You guys, guys, not you, guys. Disney is the dog in this situation. Dog, you had a fucking banger of a story and you <laughs> dwindled it down to like the most boring parts of the story. You elevated characters that were barely used. The seven dwarfs are nothing in this story. Like no, they're, they're just, just kind of there. They exist, but they don't have names. They're not like, they're not that important. You took out all the cool shit. And you added necrophilia. At no point does the prince come in and kiss a dead woman. That's, dude, let's just get, let's just talk about all of it. Every part <laughs> of this that they didn't do right, that is so much better in the story. You're 100% right. He, in no way, this is not a true love's kiss scenario. And what actually happens in the story makes so much more sense to the situation. She bites the apple and they all like, man, she's, I mean, it is weird that they're like, we should, well, she doesn't really look like she's dying and she's still pretty hot. So we should just put her in a glass coffin. That is a weird decision. It is weird that also the story like glosses over why they have one. They basically are like, they did make it. It does say they make a glass coffin. So, okay. Sorry. But that's a weird decision. They have it, make it, put her in it. And then the prince comes upon her and he is like, she is beautiful. I would she just is, like to this keep- This is a fly, honey. I would like to keep this in my own house for reasons. Yeah. I mean, maybe is there some implied, maybe, but they don't act on it because <laughs> what then happens is he's like, my boys, pick her up and carry her with me to the castle. And they're all like, I, you assume the boy, they don't talk about this, but you assume the boys are like, you're not going to do anything weird, right? And he's like, nah, man, of course not. Just want to have that fly. Just It's a piece of art at this point, right? It's probably just an art installation. It's probably a Banksy. I'm just going to go put it in my house. <laughs> this and, is basically uh, the equivalency of a Banksy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a Banksy. I'm going to go put it in the house. And then one of the guys fucks up, slips and falls, knocks the gla- knocks her out of the glass coffin. She falls, Heimlich's herself, spits out the apple, the poison apple that was supposed to kill her. And now she's awake and she's just I'm like- back, baby. Let's go. <laughs> and then, and then- the second most metal thing happens oh my God, in this get- story. Yeah. She, the prince is like, she's like, yo, what the fuck's going on? The prince is like, what's up? So you were in there and I was like going to take you out of the woods because like you shouldn't be in the woods. That's probably a bad spot for you to be. I was going to take you to my castle. And then she was like, you got a castle? Dope. You seem cool as hell anyway. Let's do this. So then they get married and then they invite the witch. And you're like, why would you do that? Because- they because, cast no, no here's the thing we have 
They invite the witch. They invite her mother-in-law. Yes. Or not mother, her stepmom. They invite her and they, she comes to the wedding. She's all worried about showing up, but she's got invitations. So she shows oh, you're up. right. Cause the, it's then, just the prince and the prince is like, yo, I'm getting married to the princess. And, yeah. and she's like, and she's like, yo, I'll go to that. I'm a high society person. I don't yeah, even know who the, the who is this bitch anyway? She's not and, more pretty than me for sure. And then the mirror is the mirror's like, bitch, she is way prettier than you though. So be ready for that. She gets there to see how pretty she is. And the final sentence of the story, there's one sentence. They don't yes. put a paragraph break. They don't put anything. They don't anything. She gets there. And then the, the, the stepmom is forced to wear hot iron shoes and dance until she dies. And of story not they live happily ever after no they fucking just imagine imagine going to a wedding imagine you're at it and it's a royal wedding everyone in from the town is there from from towns upon town people traveled on horseback miles and miles to get here and then you're at the reception right and the dj's like yo 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 yo, yo. we're gonna take a break all right could i get could I get the most beautiful woman in the land to step out on the dance floor? <laughs> we got this. Uh, they're putting on these hot ass shoes on her. She's screaming. And he's like, yo, 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 yo. This next suit is canned heat in my heels. But you're Miroquai. We're going to dance. <laughs> yeah. And you dance. Dance until you're dead. Dance, dance until you're dead. Uh, <laughs> and they're just like, and everyone just watches this Dude. woman. <laughs> okay. Die. That's once again, that's guys- not the most metal part. The first most metal part is that she hired to get rid of this eight-year-old child. She hires the huntsman to say, hey, could you take her out to the woods, fucking kill her, and to prove you did it, bring me back the lungs and liver, which is wild. So then, obviously, he doesn't do that. She lives. So then he kills a boar. This woman isn't just happy enough to see the lungs and liver. She must she eat them. eats them, salts them, and eats them. Are you fucking like, I would never fuck with this woman ever again. If I was, she's like, I ate the lungs and liver of an eight year old child to be the best because she was prettier than I am. Yes. Yeah. What did she, what did this eight year old child? I want, once again, the movie in your head, the movie's like, oh, she tortures a young woman. No. I mean, eventually so white kind of gets to grow up a little bit, but nope. It starts off as an eight year old child that she is like, I'm going to fucking kill you because you will be prettier than me, which is also how the world works. You've got another 10 years to be hot. And she's like, not enough time. <laughs> I got it right. I got to get this out of the way. I Dude, want it all We have the time. to talk about Goldilocks too, because the final sentence in this book too, is absolutely nuts. And before you say it, Cody, I do want to say, hey, everyone, let's go back and think about Goldilocks and the three bears, right? Who to you is the good guys and the bad guys? Who's the hero of the story? Who are the villains? And even if it seems ambiguous, how do you feel about Goldilocks overall, though, and how she is portrayed in the story? Cody, could you tell me how the story ends? The final sentence of the book is that she gets woken up because she hears the bears making a loud noise because people have been sleeping in their beds. She gets scared and she runs and jumps out the window, which is left open by the way, because they're good bears and they make sure to leave their window open every day after making their bed. She jumps out the window and the story ends with them saying, did she fall and break her neck and die? Did the bears eat her? Did she run into the woods and get eaten by wild animals? Did nothing happen? Was she, did she go home and get beaten by her parents for being truant? Who knows? but be a good kid. It's like, what the fuck? And actually I will correct you. They never imply that the bears ate her. That is the one thing. Cause the bears are the, like everything about this, when the story kicks off the, the immediately they're like, 
hey, there's three bears living in the woods and they're super good. Like, I know you all think that bears are mean and bad, but they're actually super, these bears, fucking awesome. And they're great members of society. Here's this <laughs> little bitch. This <laughs> stupid. This every time that's like, after she ate the porridge, she went to go sit down and this stupid fucking bitch couldn't make up her mind about what chair she wanted to sit in with her bony dumb ass and she's over here it's like jesus what are you so mean to this little kid this insolent piece of shit of a human being who shouldn't have even been there should be doing what her mother said but she's such a dumb fucking piece of shit this little girl this little girl after she broke this chair by sitting in it she decided to take a nap because she's tired from chasing butterflies oh does that sound cute she was supposed to be running an errand that dumb bitch it's like whoa book (laughs) this is a kid though this is a kid this is a child and they nap once again if like i said that's why i wanted you all to think back because i remember this story once again i don't necessarily think that necessarily the bears are villains or anything like that but you definitely assume that the Goldilocks character, like in my head, she's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm lost. And oh, and there's a, a cabin for me to go into. And then she does her weird, like too hot, too cold, too stiff, too whatever. But the, you kind of are on her side because you feel. And then when she awakes, I mean, that's why Cody and I wanted to move this story forward because we wanted to understand, wait, what were we supposed to get out of this? Don't be a stupid fucking child. Yeah, don't be a child and definitely always do exactly what your mother says. And bears, not as bad as you think, folks. Like, yeah, bears are actually pretty rad. They're pretty yeah. radical, these bears. The only negative thing they say about bears are like, I mean, they are bears, so they're a little rough, but these ones, don't worry about it. Like, you're you're just like, was this supposed to be a story? I want to believe that this is a story about like immigrants. Hey, don't fuck with these people. They're good people. Don't be a dick about it and fuck with their shit and just let them be who they want to be. And if you don't kill yourself, (laughs) basically, that's the hard, that end of it. So hardcore. Both these books end like uh, with one chat, one sentence, period. There's nothing like it's never in all of these books that we read. Does it, I mean, the, I mean, I guess the other, it's funny that the way that the bracket landed, we do have the two that you would assume have the most and they lived happily ever after, not even close, nowhere near. And then the other side does have, a, I mean, they, the stories end happily, but like this well, idea actually, that these both are- Both of the stories on the other side, the, the translations I read did end with happily ever after, which is my, wild. I don't know about, yeah, Jack did, I know Jack did, did, but yeah. either way, this- I am so happy that we did this, folks. Please, 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 please go read the fairy tales. And by the way, they aren't long. Like these aren't, it's not like you're reading. You don't have to read a whole book, folks. We're not here to ask people to read books. Are you fucking kidding me? These are tales. They're very short and they take about 10 minutes. And it's- Snow White was the longest and it was five pages. Right. And it rips the entire way through. It's so good. I I was so mad at Disney after reading this story because I was like, you were given on a silver fucking platter. I, I understand. Okay, I get that if you're trying to build up a brand, you shouldn't start with the lung and liver eating queen. I understand. Maybe I, don't make her dance to death in molten hot iron shoes. Fine. Fine. You should leave that part in. It's actually the raddest part. Okay, let's talk about which way, which way are you leaning? I think the morals of these stories, the Goldilocks one is just basically listen to your mom and you know don't be a dick. I know white is about trust issues for sure. Here's the and thing. Envy and pride. It's got a lot more going on. It's a, uh, no, I do think I, I really, it was nice to get to revisit Goldilocks and just 
once again, the entire time I'm reading Goldilocks to my, to my wife, every time they, they, once again, Cody is not wrong here. Every chance they get to dunk on this little girl, they (laughs) fucking do. And it's great. Every single time they talk about her, they immediately say something bad about her. They, there's no part of this story where she is even close to be considered on the right side of history. She is bad. Like she is dumb. She is, everything is great. And you're like, I did, this is what, what? I didn't remember any of that. And I'm so, and here's the thing too. I'm so mad. No, of course we didn't because this is why I'm mad is that when it finally gets, I mean, it is a Western story no matter what. But as it, as it grows, we have to create this goddamn purity culture around little girls and how they can never be bad and they're perfect little angels and that their daddies take care of them. And bah, 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 bah. I loved that in the 1800s, we called kids shitty because they can be. They're not perfect. I don't <laughs> care if, she, if her hair is made of gold and she's the sweetest, nicest. No, sometimes kids suck. And let's be honest about it. And, that's, and let's set a story for kids to be like, hey, don't suck too much because you could die. It could kill you. And Being you should this die shitty, you suck that much. Yeah. And, but instead, we have to create these stories because, once again, we have to, like, little kids are beautiful and save the children and blah, 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 blah. And instead of just being honest that some kids suck and yes. maybe should jump out of windows. I'm just kidding, folks. I don't mean that. I do. Also, <laughs> the I Grimm think, brothers did. I'll say for the record, I think bear, some bears are more important than some kids. That's and the and the and the Grimm brothers would agree wholeheartedly with this. <laughs> yeah, sentence. they definitely agreed straight up. All right, I'm locking in. I got. I'm leaning Snow White. I'm going Snow I White. I gotta go think. Snow White. There's. You're, I mean, you're 100 percent right. It makes sense too that this is the like. Now that I read it, I'm pissed off because I was like, we were, were like, why did Disney choose this to be the one? Why did he make this his go-to? first foray and then we read the source material and we're like oh he just fucked up the source material yeah i get in the sort in like uh, of all the stories that we talk and there's certainly i i would love to now i almost i'm like damn i know we don't do our research but maybe maybe in the future we'll redo this bracket and we'll actually just read them all first like maybe once one of us or if one of us has a child and then we can go and like i'll read because these are the ones i'm fucking reading my kid there's no good night moon anymore we're not no hard pass on that we're getting to the truth, okay? I'm gonna show you how the world works, okay? <laughs> we're gonna do the grit. We're gonna do these fairy tales. So maybe I have the I'm, full collection of Grimm's fairy tales too. Hardcover, yeah. baby. Let's so roll. Like, part of me wants to read, just reread all of them one more time because of how, like, once again, clearly, what is in your mind is not even close to how great these stories actually are, and all the ways in which, like, once again, they clearly point out, like, man, that kid's stupid as shit, huh? That's a mm-hmm. dumbass kid right there, huh? Okay, so we'll move Snow White on. I, I'm in agreement with you. Okay, so we have Jack and the Beanstalk versus Puss in Boots and this <sighs> radical cat, Nick. This, I, this cat I'm rules. so charmed. And <laughs> once again, I'm so mad that my first instinct about Puss in Boots is the Antonio Banderas Shrek version of Puss in Boots because that cat's not even nearly as cool as this cat. No, this cat rips. And I don't understand why they didn't make this movie. Right. I went, I didn't, I didn't go and watch the actual Puss in Boots movie, but I did look up the entire plot synopsis and read it. And I was like, dog, you used none of the, all you used was the character. You used none of how great this cat is. And, and we won't run it down for you. Cody actually did a really great job of doing the synopsis in group B. So if you haven't checked it out, Go listen to him synopsis because he does basically give you the entire story. But will you, but there are the little fun like nuances of the cat. And also, too, you were right. I love because I was like, wait, when did where's the where's the sword come in? It's like, 
Well, mostly he just threatens murder on anyone he talks to. Like, yeah, he's like, you are going to say this guy's the king, this guy's the duke of the area. And they're like, well, what if he's, what if we don't? He's like, and I'll fucking cut you. Yeah. I will cut you. I'm a talking cat, first of all. Respect it. Put some yeah. respect on my name. And also I have this wicked blade. And here's the thing too that I, that I also loved about Puss in Boots was that now so much in, in all of our storytelling, there is so much exposition that we have to get through, right? Every, it's only until, remember folks, it's only until very recently with our Batman movies or our Spider-Man movies that we decided not to show you the origin story because we knew we all know it, right? Yeah. This book, when why is the cat in boots? Because the cat fucking wants boots. I don't have time to explain these yeah. things to you folks. They, they he just shows move up, on. He shows up and the guy's like, the cat's like, I'll hook you up fat. I'll give you a dope ass life because he was going to eat the cat because that's all he got is inheritance. And the cat's like, instead of eating me, you give me some dope kicks. I want some ones. Give me some Air Forces, something dope, fly I can put on, and I'll hook you up fat. He's like, that's weird, but I'll do it. And he does. And the cat holds his end of the bargain hard. Once he gets the boots, and it, once again, it is never questioned. He's not like, why do you want boots? What, what, is, what is the point of the boots? Don't fucking worry about it, folks. It's not important. The, the visual is what's important here. Now you have a cat, which we all, we all love cats, and now it's in little boots. It's the moral of this boots. story is... If someone comes up to you and says, give me something, I will hook you up and make your dreams come true. Follow them and lie your way to the top. I mean, every step of the way, this cat is just crushing it life, doing a great job for his master. The moral of this story is definitely why work hard when you cannot work at all. That is, and I I also started to like look up kind of like, how do we view these stories now? Like kind of the breakdown. And (laughs) most scholars are like, yeah, this is a very, this is one of the more interesting stories we have. Because the moral is to lie. Like there's <laughs> nothing here from the stand. It is a very fun and funny story. But if we're talking about what are you supposed to learn, there is no good message. It is literally like, I don't know, fucking lie and, and just see how far you can go. Like, yeah, it's people's perception of you is whatever they think. So if you can make them think you're the Duke, then you fucking are. Why not? Why not at least try, you know? Like, <laughs> hey, con artists, great people. Fucking, or, okay. you know, it's so okay. good. Talking about morals. Jack in the fucking beanstalk, this guy rolls up into this guy's house, repeatedly robs him, eventually gets caught, murders him. And then the last sentence is his mother and him were very wealthy. They lived happily ever after. Yeah. It's like, what? You just killed this dude after you've been breaking into his house. You got his wife to betray him by lying on him the whole time. It's a, it, it is once again, you know, we rethink how these stories got to you by the time. I mean, you know, these stories are well over a hundred years old, 200 years old. And so they're going to change along the way. And then eventually as like we as society change, we change the stories. Right. And it is a bummer that we do that because the, once again, like Cody says, it's a very, it's a, we always think of Jack as the hero and he kind of does get it at the end of the year, but it's like, he sucks, man. Yeah. He's like, a dick. The, oh, he's an you, idiot. You're supposed to think that giants are bad. But in no way is there like, does the giant ever, I know he does, isn't it fee fi fo fum I He does blood. threaten to eat the guy, but like, it is a beanie. You're doing a classic breaking and entering of this man's house. You're stealing his shit. And, that's, and so also, the, who am I to, sh- he's a giant. I don't know what his di- dietary needs are. I mean, so far from what we've learned, even in Puss in Boots, the dietary needs of giants is human flesh. Like, I, yeah. that's their, I, I, I can't be mad am about I that. Am I the bad guy for eating baby carrots? Right. I don't think so. But they are babies. He's You're eating infants, you know? Like, even if they're just carrots, they're still infant carrots and you are eating them. And that should yeah. be bad. But we don't think it's bad. You know, you're I'm saying from the giant's perspective, it's the same thing. He doesn't understand. 
He's like, this is what I have to eat. I can't eat anything else. I'm allergic. I can't. And the amount of food it would take for me to eat, to be sated is not, is so much that it would waste your resources as the people that I need you to be fed. So then I can fucking eat you. Like it's just economics 101. And I'm and upset you just, about it. And we forget what it's, we are the apex of, of society, right? We are the apex predators. So we just forget that we do this. Are you, I mean, some of you are, some of you vegetarians, vegans out there, you got the message, but the rest of us, what, a, what is a pig, but a small person <laughs> that we get fat and we fucking eat because we can, and we like the way they taste. So how dare you <laughs> stop mad the at this giant people. for just eating his food? How dare also, you? If someone breaks into my house repeatedly steals my goose, my I, should able, goose. I should be able to eat them. You should. I don't I'm sure see- actually if we were in Texas, that's got to be a law there. I know there's like stand your ground, protect your palace castle laws. There's got to be eat, eat your enemies laws too. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. The most is like a fine or like a slap on the wrist. Like worst case. They're like, I mean, we get it. You had to, you had to send a message. You had right. to send a message to everyone else. Yeah. You wanted to eat his heart and assume his life force. I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. So, I mean, where, where are you at right now? Big guy. Where? I mean, I think I'm going with this radical cat puss in boots. I don't know why this isn't mandatory reading for everyone. This, this story rips and it teaches you the most valuable life lesson of all lie to people to succeed in your job. I'm going to go with you. I'm with, I, I, (laughs) Jack and the Beanstalk is still, it is a, it is a fanciful story and it is fun. And I'm glad that we got to read it, but puss in boots. But once again, too, I love that. I had no fucking idea about this radical ass cat. All I've had for radical cats was Garfield. And you could tell me I had, why are we not putting puss in boots in more shit? (laughs) Yeah. We got Garfield instead of puss in boots. What is this? Who fucked this one up? Puss in boots is free use. Why are we not (laughs) utilizing this fucking radical? And the way we did, isn't the way he should be used. He's a con artist. He's the best cat con artist we have. And it's, why are we not you going with that story? All the time. It's yeah. so good. I'm with you, man. Let's move Puss in Boots on. All right, so we have Puss in Boots versus Snow White. And I'll be honest, it's tough. It's tough. I, it's I, tough. Because this radical cat has charmed me in such a way that I did not realize I could be charmed. And I'm so bummed that I missed out on this story. But I'm also bummed that I didn't know the full scope of Snow White. I th- Okay, for the record, I think I'm leaning Snow White at the moment because this is, f- once we break it down to brass tacks, fairy tales are supposed to teach you morals and lessons, right? Sure. And there's a lot in Snow White to learn. There's, there, I think you could teach a short class on it. I'm like, what's going on in there? Sure, 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 sure. There's so much <laughs> symbolism, so many things. And Puss in Boots, at the end of the day, is just this radical cat having a radical life, which is good. I love it. It's, it's, it's a quick story. You know, it's a quick one. Just uh, be fucking radical. I think here's and if you're right, not I, if you're not radical, just lie about it. People don't know. People don't know. If you walk into a place for the first time and you want to be radical, just fucking do. Just be. Yeah. Just start off being like, I'm radical. And everyone's like, I mean, he said so. We don't know him. Yeah, you can't prove that wrong. I do think, once again, it, it is the idea though. It it helps you so much more if you have a homie who establishes how dope you are. And then no, that you just way need we- a man running point. You need a man running point. Yeah. I need to run into the bar, right? First, Nick's going to come in. We're going to a bar we've never been to. Nick's going to come in and I, he wants to be the most radical dude in the room. So I'm going to run into the bar before. before. I'm going to find some people who are radical because they exist. I'm going to go to them and be like, hey, this next guy coming in, he's the coolest dude you've ever met. Here's 20 bucks. I'll give you 20 bucks after he leaves if you say that and make sure everyone knows it. And then I'm going to go leave. And when I pass you going out the door, I'm like, where are you going next? You're going to say, I'm going to go play laser tag. And I'm like, I'll see, I'll get to the laser tag place and I'll set it up. You know? Exactly. I really, I mean, I know you're 
Well, basically, all a lot of people agree that this story isn't doesn't have the highest moral. But I would actually argue that teaching children about the the idea of fake it till you make it, which just wasn't around until this point, really it wasn't around, and it wasn't a concept we really con, uh, congealed and made until later on. That's all white dudes have been doing for the most of time. Just so, why not teach this to everyone else and just be like, bro, here's what you got to do. I know it's hard and that society is telling you you shouldn't be anything because you are, uh, you know, you're the third born. You don't deserve land, blah, blah, blah. What if you just fucking faked it and then you land yourself the king's fly honey daughter and then you just get to live that be yourself? Because once again, too, throughout this story, it's made clear that the that the that this guy is a decent, nice guy. He's a humble dude. He's probably got a little funny, but he's he is a. he, he is, is handsome too. It is said that he's actually yeah. naturally handsome. So he's he's Paul Rudd. Yeah, right? <laughs> there it is. And this is the story of Paul Rudd. This is and that Paul Rudd. Once again, there are many men in this world who are basically Paul Rudd, right? Charming guys, nice, but nothing. But life doesn't really break their way in that in that way. But what if what if it does? You become Paul Rudd. <laughs> so become Paul Rudd if you can. And because Paul Rudd. Probably not the most confident dude. Paul Rudd has to regularly hang out with Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, and uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Idris Elba. <laughs> and he still gets, he still is like, yo, I'm gonna act like I belong in this group. Are you joking <laughs> me? If Idris Elba is in your group, you don't belong there. Idris Elba belongs in his own group by himself. And so- then you still win, and you win Sexiest Man on Earth. You're rolling with that crew, and you win the Sexiest Man on Earth. This is the story of Puss in Boots. This is what he does. This is Puss in Boots. And that's the PR firm that fucking Paul Rudd has is Puss in Boots. Dude, we need to start friendly competition, PR firm. We do this, and we just call Puss in Boots. And we just go in. You tell us what you're going to do that night, and we're going to hook you up fat. And we're going to teach you that you're already great. So we're, but we're going to set up some things ahead of time so that when you get there, you feel what we already see in you. We're already seeing all these beautiful, wonderful qualities about you. We're just going to go lie to those people to bring them out of in you. And now you're going to be a fucking rock star for a night and take that energy and use it in all other aspects of your life. Dude, this is it. That's all we're doing here, folks. Yeah, Puss in Boots PR firm. P-I-B-P-E-R. I am going to lock in Snow White, I think. Because for what the message and morals are, what the point of a fairy tale is, and this story rules too. It, this story's good. It's so much better than, than the actual Disney movie. Like it's- Yes. The only, the only problem that I, I did have with the Snow White character, and it is part of the whole story of her, it is the moral of her, or part of the moral, is the amount of time, because once again, the dwarves are not an important, they're only really important part of the story is that that's where she moved. That's where she lives. Those are her new homies. And they're like, if you promise like cook and clean, you can kick it here. The only problem I have with this is how dumb Snow White is because she gets they tell her all the time. Hey, don't talk to anyone. If you told us that a queen is out to hunt and kill you. Hey, maybe don't open the door ever again. Ever, 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 ever. This bitch she keeps does. opening the goddamn door. Doesn't she? Yeah. Every time. Well, we got to you- talk about, I agree. It, she, it is. But Snow White has been, a, it's got movies. It's got things. It's, this is a franchise and Puss in Boots should be. Yes, but it is not. So we have to take in the cultural zeitgeist of these. No, things. I understand. No, no, no. And I know. I just, it was one of those things where I, also, 
the thing that's wild about I'm kind of mad. I'm kind of surprised that the queen doesn't like hire an army to just go slaughter the dwarves. Like what do the dwarven people are these? See, that's the problem too. That makes me mad is that I think these are Lord of the Rings dwarves. Okay. Cause they work in mines and stuff. She, that it's like, why wouldn't you just send in an army to kill? Cause if it's mopey, dopey, loopy fucking whoever, why wouldn't you just go send in an army to kill them? and kill the girl because you know she's still alive but it's Gimli Gimli 2 Gimli 3 <laughs> Gimli 7 yeah you don't want to fuck with seven Gimli's and no there's one... no army that you can hire that's going to go take that battle they're like I don't care how much you pay me I'm not going into I'm not crossing the seven mountains that's the other part it's seven mountains to get to the seven dwarves this woman be just to be hotter than this one girl who no one's ever gonna see by the way that's climbs. so wild it's like she you're the cl- second hottest person on earth and by the way, the first hottest person on earth, no one will ever see except the seven Gimlin. <laughs> and she's like, I'm going to go mountain got, climb I, seven I mountains and <laughs> kill this bitch. I got to get her. I can't it's, risk it. It's so wild. But that's, I think, see, and that's, but that's the story I want now, isn't it? I want the Gimli, I want the Gimli dwarves who are not taking, they're just all act like all axes and fucking shields. And the second anyone comes to them, they, they're like, you don't try this. Don't you want to do catch this smoke? <laughs> no. Oh man, I'm I'm with you, dude. Snow White. I want to. We got to move Snow White through. It is. It was. It does truly earn the fairy tale level. Like it. it, it you're like, damn. That is the whole time I was like invested. I'm like this is a dope story. You can imagine like reading it to a kid and then being like, wait, what happens next? What happens next? You know? Yeah, exactly. I think both of these have earned their spot here, but yeah, I got to go Snow White. It's a classic. It's timeless. And I mean, any time someone has to wear hot shoes and dance till they die, they got what they deserve. God, that's the ending of the story. Are you? It, I don't hey, know everyone. Hey, everyone. That's wild. It blows your mind when you read it the first time to know that this ends with hot molten shoes that this woman dies in and it's at a wedding. You guys thought the red wedding from Game of Thrones was wild? This is way crazier. Are you joking me? I love it. I love it so much. And uh, yeah, it's it's so metal. I, I love it. Yeah, we got to move Snow White on. Snow White, champion of the boat. And that is it, folks. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Friendly Competition. If you want about Chaboys, a few things that you can do. Uh, petition Disney to really make the real one. I know too that they're- Why don't we do a Grimm? They just don't, they should just do a Grimm series on Disney Plus. Yeah. All NC-17 fucking hard in the paint. I want to watch this bitch get blistery feet and explode. Yeah, I'm. I'm. we're here for it. So petition Disney to stop being cowards. And then as always, like, share, uh, wherever you're listening to us, subscribe, and then rate and review. We'd appreciate all of that. Absolutely. Follow us on all of our social medias. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Just look up at Friendly Comp Pod. If you have an idea, like my wife did, Catherine, the best person on earth, better than Nick and everybody else for a season, you'd like to see us do emails to us at Friendly Competition Podcast at gmail.com or on our website, Friendly Competition Podcast.com. Go to contact and submit through there. As always, shout outs to Charizard for that intro outro music. You want to hear more of their stuff, and over to Bandcamp. Type in Charizard and replace those vowels with sixes. That's going to be it for us, folks. Next season. It's time. Boats, boats, boats. The triple boat. Trip. Uh, boat, the, boat three. The boat. Boat slayer. Uh, boat slayer. Uh, boats with a vengeance. Boats with a vengeance. That's good. Uh, live hard, die boat. We're Folks, we're going to figure, we'll get the name settled, but it is boat, time. Boat hard with a vengeance. That's the die hard one, right? Boat harder. Oh, okay. We'll figure uh, it out. It's boat, we're gonna boat get season, there. baby. I mean, oh, well, obviously, Tokyo Boat Drift, 
drift boat. Yep. Tokyo boat. All those. It's all there, folks. We're going to, we're going to get it. We'll, we'll nail it down. We have um, a whole season to get it. We have a whole season to get it. Yeah. So we have, it will be that time of the year, your favorite time of the year, our favorite time of the year. We will take all the champions from this past series and we will put them into the gauntlet to find out who truly is the boatiest boat, 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 captain, champion of them all. And that is next season, folks, coming out on Monday. But until then, I've been Nick Carey. And I'm Cody Lino. See you on the boat.